For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to the first uh, episode of what we will be calling, or at least what we're calling for now, is the Launchpad, uh, a bi-weekly look at the Montreal Canadiens AHL team, the, the Laval Rocket. Uh, my name is Jared Book, and this is something that uh, I have thought about for for, for a while, uh, and especially since uh, it became clear that the Canadians farm team was going to have a lot of young prospects that we would want to keep tabs on. And the Canadians presence in the organization or in, in with the rocket is very, very clear and is one of the reasons why uh, this was the right time to, to launch this and to focus, have a, a podcast focused on the the rocket themselves, uh, and to keep people updated in audio form, as in addition to all of the articles that we have at Hobbs Eyes on the Prize dot com. And uh, just before we we get fully into the uh, the look at the the first two games for the rocket season. Uh, a word from from our sponsors. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info, with up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And the the, the Rocket had two games last week uh, against the Abbotsford Canucks. And they lost both in regulation. I, I don't think I'm I'm spoiling anything by saying that. But there's more to that than just two regulation losses. The the Abbotsford Canucks are a very good AHL team. They're essentially the same team that played in Abbotsford last season. The Rocket, on the other hand, have about seventy percent of their roster that is new. Uh, whether that's young players who are making their debuts, whether that is 
veterans coming in and veterans who have left. So it, it's a very different dynamic, and there's no mistake that the Canucks were much more prepared and used to playing with each other uh, than the Rocket were. And the the two losses, the first game was it was a 7-4 loss that the Rocket had the lead in, was close in the first period. They allowed three second-period goals, and they never really had a chance to, to come back after that. Uh, with an empty netter at the end um, to make it 7-4. It's it's not the best result, but it's the good news for the Rocket and what is probably the best news uh, that you could have hoped for is that the players who are playing well are the players the Rocket needed to play well. And one of them and this is probably not necessarily important to the Montreal Canadiens, but, but Yol Armia, who was sent down, what, is basically too good for the AHL. He's, he's a dom, he was dominant in the two games. Every single time he was on the ice, more or less, he had a scoring chance. He had two goals in the first game. Uh, he had multiple chances to get uh, a hat-trick in that game. He had multiple chances to get goals in the second game uh, that the Rocket lost, um, which was a very frustrating game. But he was able to show show up in Laval and really be able to to compete. He showed up ready to compete, and and even the the Rocket head coach Jean Francois Houle said that players who go down from you know NHL regulars to to the AHL can take sometimes five six seven games to to get underway to 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 get that snap back to reality and and Armia to his credit showed up right away and and was very good and and, and will be on the the Rockets top line just because he was he was so good um so it, it, that was good news because obviously the Canadians look there's already injuries in Montreal they they can obviously use him there uh they could obviously see if someone's interested in a trade that the better he plays the the more likely potentially that somebody might be interested if not this season then the next season when he has one year left on his contract but but the other you know probably the best news for the canadians was was joshua Roy. and that's where we're going to start um start this because the, there were questions you know i i have seen what everybody else has seen the 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 highlights the the progression uh, of joshua Roy. uh i watched the world juniors like everyone else did when he was you know at times, the the best player on Team Canada, uh, a Team Canada that included, by the way, Connor Bedard. But there were always questions about you know how quickly would he adjust to professional hockey, and in the preseason in the NHL, you can see there was a player there, but he wasn't taking games over. He he wasn't. He wasn't bad. He wasn't great. He, he was. He was just kind of, 
you know, he was a young player playing in the NHL, and and there were, you know, he there was nothing spectacular. You know, there are flashes, obviously, but but nothing consistent enough to be like, oh yeah, he's going to be an NHLer at some point, or or a hundred percent being an NHLer. But in Laval, uh, he had in those two in the two games, he had two goals, two assists, and he he was he, he's just everything that you could have hoped for. To me, he looked like an NHL player. He looked like a guy who can make a difference at the NHL level. And, and those were things I wasn't necessarily convinced of. I, I thought there was a pretty good chance he would get there. But to see it right away in his first two AHL games was was very encouraging. That that the the where he was was already at that point. And I think that's important, obviously, for, for, for many obvious reasons. But you obviously wanted to have a good start, and, and he did. And everyone that you talk to in the Rocket Room, whether it's Gabriel Bork, whether it's anybody on, on that team, will say, Joshua Waugh, you, you, can't, you can't say enough things about how he, he performed uh, over the first week. Uh, of the season and you know if he keeps playing like that it won't be long before he's in the NHL and you know he might never see the AHL again afterwards but but that's obviously that the best news you can have for the Rocket because it's this is a development team and, and there's development to be had that's that's the main goal over you know yes you want the team to win that that goes without saying but you also want to have the the young players that are supposed to be good be good, and and they were. Uh, in in Joshua Hua's case, uh, he was he was very good, and and the other guys that 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 had good games in the second game of the the back to back on on the Saturday's game, uh, Leas Anderson had two goals. Um, that was important as well. He's, you know, he's a thirty-goal scorer in the AHL. Obviously, we know he was a, a top-five pick by the New York Rangers. There, there's a a lot of, you know, upside there. He's still, you know, only twenty-four years old. It's not like he's a veteran by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but he was very good. Matthias Norlander uh, was was as good as I have seen him in Laval. It, it was a continuation of his very good NHL preseason. He was jumping up into play. He was making smart passes. There were a little, uh, you know, fan shots and passes that bounced over his stick, things like that. But he, he looked like he was much more confident uh, and, and getting power play time, which, which he didn't really get last season. So, so all of those things were good. Uh, I you know Logan Mayu is is very far ahead of where I thought he would be uh, entering the season, entering you know the the preseason. I I wasn't sure what he would be able to bring into the AHL. You know, there, there's there's moments you know like like there is with every every young defender. Um, he didn't really show the the flashes of his offensive game. There were a couple of plays. 
especially in the Friday game, there was a pass to to Riley Kidney, a rush, and he made a, a an entry and then a pass. You know, th- there were flashes. We didn't really see the shot. Uh, I think teams were prepared for it. Uh, Abbotsford was prepared for it. Uh, the 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 Plas Bell crowd really wanted those uh, that shot. He, you know, I think I don't think any player had the 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 uh, the shoot uh, as much as as Mayu did, um, whether it was on the power play or even strength, because everyone knows he has a, he's a tremendous shot. Uh, so I mean, he's he's farther ahead than I thought he was. It's really interesting because the, the the people who struggled, the players who struggled, were the players that you would probably least expect to struggle. Toby Paquette Bisson had an awful game on Saturday. Uh, he had he had two brutal giveaways. Uh, one was uh, his stick was lifted, uh, creating a turnover in his own end, led directly to a goal. The second was an intercepted pass up the middle uh, that led directly to a goal. The second one, by the way, was only 13 seconds after the Rocket had tied it with two minutes left in the game. So the Rocket fight back. They, they tied at 3-3 with about 2.30 left. Next shift, uh, Bisson has the puck in the corner of his own zone, tries to pass it up the middle, does not get it to his intended target. It's intercepted and uh, an easy goal for the Canucks and, and that basically uh, was the difference in, in that game and then the, the, the goal before that uh, the the 3-2 goal was you know his stick was lifted and went the other way for for a goal and the, the other player who struggled was William Trudeau and, and Jean-Francois Hull didn't mince words he didn't mince words at all he uh, he said that since Trudeau came came back to the AHL from Canadians camp. Uh, he, he has struggled, and and we talked about the struggles that you can have when you get sent down, and you know the expectations for him were high. Uh, he he thinks that he played well in the NHL. Maybe you should have had a longer look. Gets sent down, tries to do too much, or his head's not there, and and then he was a healthy scratch after uh, playing poorly on on the Friday game. Uh, on the Saturday, he was a healthy scratch. And, and that's something we're going to see with the Rocket. They have a, way too many pl- quality players to to have that all happen. And, and it's going to be very interesting to see how it's managed. Uh, you have a guy like Philip Mashar who didn't play in, in a game uh, last weekend. Uh, a guy like Brady Keeper, who didn't play a game last weekend. You had Nicola Baudin, who only played in one. Uh, Lucas Condota only played in one. Xavier Simino only played in one. Riley Kidney only played in one. There's you know Nathan Legare, Jared Davidson. All those guys only played in one game. And and it's going to be interesting to see how he balances that. And some of that will be eased a little bit uh, due to the unfortunate injury of Emil Heinemann. Uh, if you haven't seen my Twitter feed or the article on HabsEyesOnThePraise.com, Basically, what happened to Heinemann, he was driving, going around the corner behind the net, uh, making the turn. And as he was doing that, the referee was uh, behind the net. And the referee had jumped to get out of his way. As he was doing that, Heinemann kind of fell because he was being 
uh, leaned on by the defender. And as he was falling and as the referee was jumping, uh, it seemed like his, his head hit directly on the referee's knee. A complete freak accident. Um, he stayed down. He left the game. He didn't return. The team announced on Monday that he's out indefinitely. Um, you don't want to necessarily speculate, but it's it's pretty clear it was probably a concussion. You know, the, there were obviously some some positives, some negatives, and uh, the 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 takeaway for me as as they prepare for two more home games. Uh, the first game is on Wednesday um, against the Rochester Americans. They also play on Friday, and it's going to the, there's going to be some blips. There's going to be some issues defensively in their own end. There's going to be chemistry issues as they learn to play with each other. And I, I want to play a a clip here of, of Jean-Francois Hull after Saturday's game. Uh, I had asked him about the team identity and whether you get players to fit into what you have as a team identity or whether the players, because like I said before, about 70% of the roster is turned over and is different. It's not going to be the same rocket as, as it was a year ago. So, so my question for him was, do you dictate that to the players or, or do the players kind of dictate what the team identity is? And, and this was, was his response. We would like to uh, implement our identity that we had the last few years to, this, you know, to these players. But it, the, like you said, it, it doesn't always work like that because they have to form their own identity. And uh, when you have a lot of new people... And you could see right now, like, you know, they're looking at how the coach reacts and they're looking at each other who's getting power play time, PK time. Like they're reading into a lot of things and it's totally normal. It's like that in any business. You have new people in a new business, they'll do the same thing. They're going to, you know, check the manager, see all the moves he makes. So, so it's going to take a little, a little bit of time before we gel and, uh, and get the ball rolling. Plus, we have a lot of players, which... You know, sometimes could be uh, uh, another issue, but uh, uh, it'll take a little bit of time. But, you know, I, I thought the effort was there tonight. We did everything we could to come back. And when the effort is there, at least that's uh, that's a good thing. So as you heard there, he, he's obviously, you know, he, he knows what he's in for. <laughs> he, he said before the season started that the until Christmas, it's going to be a little rock and roll as they, they get the structure and, and the 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 coverage is all all in sync. But the the good news for the Rocket is that what is there is stuff that can't be taught. The problems that they're having right now can be taught. The the defensive zone coverage, the not knowing where players are on the power play, the the, the chemistry issues, all that will figure itself out. What you can't figure out is is the skill and, and the ability, the talent. And all of that, the Rocket have. There's, there's, it's probably the best Laval Rocket team in terms of skill, in terms of abilities, in terms of talent that they've ever had. Now they've had some really good teams in terms of success, uh, and and structure and and things like that. But the 
the the key for me is that they they are a team that is able to perform and and score goals. They're going to score goals. They you know it's 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 they've scored uh, seven goals for their first two games. They they also allowed eleven, but that that's stuff that can get figured out. Uh, Jakob Dobish didn't have a very good first game, but it wasn't all his fault. The defensive coverage was was pretty bad. Um, and, and he couldn't really recover. Uh, he allowed three goals on three straight shot, shots in the second period. Uh, Straussman uh, did did very good in relief, and, and he played well on Saturday as well. Uh, not not his fault that the team lost either. So th- there are po- very positive signs throughout the, the first two games. We'll, we'll get a better look, a better indication of what's going on uh, with the Rochester games, two very important divisional games, uh, especially when you look at the the playoff picture and and potentially what you know how close things can be in in the uh, in the the North Division uh, for for the Rocket. So it a lot of things are are moving around, and and it's going to be very interesting to see what what goes on. And again, th- this. This look at the rocket is going to change formats. There's going to be different things we're going to do. I, I'm going to try and get it done every second week. Uh, we also want to have uh, here at Eyes on the Prizes Radio, we do want to have uh, a women's hockey podcast. That won't start right away. Uh, the, the training camps are only going to start November 15th. Uh, the season's exp- starting in January. So we're not going to start the podcast just yet. Uh, but that will be kind of rotating every Wednesday. We're going to have a, the launch pad or, you know, if we come up with a different name for, for the Laval Rocket podcast. And then we're going to have Women's Hockey Wednesday. Uh, and, and they're going to rotate weeks um, throughout. And we're going to have, you know, articles on, on HabsEyesOnThePrize.com throughout. Like, the coverage doesn't stop uh, on the weeks that there's no podcast. But uh, we, we have an opportunity with both the Rocket and and the the PWHL, the the women's hockey team in in Montreal, to to have access to to kind of go, uh, look a little bit deeper, speak to people, and 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 uh, provide the the listeners, uh, not just the readers, with with some content, and and that's something that we're going to to try and do. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I I hope that it it it, it is something that that you you enjoy. Um, let us know if you have any ideas, what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of. My name is Jared Book. Uh, this has been presented by Bet Online, and uh, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.